0: Blog Talk Radio. To the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larris and Dance, and today is Saturday, November 26, 2022. Welcome to those of you joining me live on Blog Talk Radio where this broadcast goes out live on Saturdays most. Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and welcome to those of you listening across time to the podcast, which goes out on a few different platforms. I was away last week, and I'm glad to see that um, some of you did catch up on the archive, which I always encourage you to do whenever there's a gap. There will be another one in a few weeks, it's in December before Christmas. So whenever there's a gap, I I know there's plenty, plenty of shows um, to catch up on. So Happy Thanksgiving to those of you who are in the United States or are from the U.S. and we're celebrating Thanksgiving in all the best of ways. And today, of course, I decided... Although it wasn't an automatic decision, I had to reflect on it um, to talk about gratitude. But this will not be a broadcast in which I'm going to give you a bunch of rules or um, something some formula <laughs> to to be thankful or um, you know, it's commonly said you know, that if you're thankful for the thing that you desire, it will come into your life. And yet, how many times have we either known others who um, are doing their best to stay in that state of mind, um, or ourselves, where we really, really had our hearts set on something or our mind maybe our minds and our hearts this is not devoid of the heart and it just didn't happen the way we expected and then we ask why? why didn't it work? this is why when going through life the key to gratitude and to finding peace in the moment. Imperfectly, of course. Let's note that too. We're all human beings here. We're going to go through fear. We're going to go through emotions. And that is a beautiful part of being human. But we can work with ourselves more as we become more aware I have been utterly heartbroken at times in my life. I have gone through, truthfully, severe trauma in my life. Thankfully, not recently. I know there are those of you listening who have also experienced traumatic events in your life, and it can take Many years, and even after many years, we're still working with those times, whatever it is that you experienced. And in fact, I can say, and this is no trite thing, you know, it can come across as somewhat disingenuous, truthfully, to just say, oh, yeah, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful for that. It's sort of like gratitude light. This is not about gratitude light. This is about gratitude deep. There are depths to gratitude. And you may have seen the hint in the tag for the show because clearly, and we will show how this is true, the source of all gratitude is unconditional love, which is the source. Of all things, it is the light that draws us in, just like the picture that I chose to post. I took that some years ago on a favorite path, and sometimes the sun would break through on that trail. And at that point, I think, um, if I remember correctly, I'm not looking at it directly, but often I would take a picture of the sun breaking through on a part of the trail where I was climbing, and the funny thing about that part is there was a sign that would say it was a steep incline. And, you know, when I first walked in this place, I, I was like, well, you know, I remember I went there with a friend the first time, and we really weren't up for a steep incline. You know, we just wanted a a gentle walk, <laughs> and so we didn't take that. And then I came back on my own, and it took me a little bit to say, okay, I want, I'm up to it. I'm going to see what this steep incline is. Is it too steep for me? Well, if it's too steep, then I won't go that way. But I finally decided to ignore the sign, which was basically intimidating a lot of people who came down that trail and go up the incline. And it turned out that area before the incline and on the incline and after proved to be one of the most beautiful sacred parts of that path, which was in a beautiful, beautiful area. And the ironic thing is often you would have fewer people when it was crowded. Like on a Sunday afternoon, you might have more people on the path. Well, you know, a lot of people were new to the path and they avoided the sign. They said, no, no, just like us. You know, it's like we're not really, you know, we look at each other. Do we want to do a steep incline today? And it's like, no, no, let's just keep walking because there were plenty of other places to walk which had no sign that warned you. Now I could say something very trite once again, and I think I will in a way because yes, I can't help but say often life takes us to a steeper incline. When we embrace a path in fact I should have put the tag trust on the program which I may afterwards when we trust in our path when we trust in our soul journey and this this is no hey you know just trust in your path hey it's easy I'm not saying that it's not a walk in the park so to speak although walking in the park can help with it As we go through life and our intent is to deepen the trust in our soul journey that we are here to learn things and that, yes, there is a reason to be thankful when we go about our life through the lens of unconditional love. Can you unconditionally Love your neighbor. No matter what, that doesn't mean that you accept behavior that is harmful, that you just say, oh, you know, you don't give it a free pass. You can still hope and wish that a person on that journey, if someone has harmed you, someone in your life, you can still have unconditional love. That's what unconditional conditional means and find a way, and maybe you're working with someone um, to help you find this way. There are those out there who are counselors who really can help, um, especially those who will talk with you at length and not just dismiss you with hardly a word. There are ways to work through things that have happened in our lives. And you can come to a point, and you've heard this said, no doubt, many times, but you have to really listen at a deeper way because, hey, I have to listen to it too. Just hearing it is not enough. We have to learn it more deeply. We have to live it more deeply. We will live it imperfectly, but we will live it, more deeply that you know if you want to write a gratitude journal be free to do so you know the funny thing is is here I'm doing a show about gratitude and yes years ago I was active on the Oprah site although I can't remember if she was really talking about it as much then but no I've really never had a gratitude journal or even a gratitude practice I admit that to you openly but Somehow, it has been interwoven into my life, piece by piece, step by step, not every moment, imperfectly. It's a deeper realization. In fact, writing, working through some of the things that really were traumatic, for me which also carried gifts as I would not be here in the spiritual community speaking in a spiritual way if not for some of the gifts and the difficulties that came on my path. So I have been able to see right there a reason to be thankful. There is a reason obviously because I'm very thankful to be here. I'm very thankful for my continuing journey and what I continue to learn and how I do it. I feel like really is me, which I'm not a person. I may be like a lot of you where some of you may be really good at certain practices and they work for you. And if they work for you, that is great. But I am rather imperfect in that way. Um, from the standpoint of evaluating it that way, because even there, that's somewhat judgmental. Um, for me, you know, I just haven't done that. Could it help? I don't know. It Maybe it could. But my path has more been one of reflection. Like I have written a lot about things. And in fact, I worked with someone who is an expert in helping people write through their trauma, write about what they've been through. And, you know, to this very day, I continue to do that more deeply so that you can really look at, you know, why is this triggering me, for example. Like something might be triggering you that seems minor. It's like, why are you getting all wrapped up about that, you say to yourself. Well, sometimes there's a deeper issue below the surface that it really isn't that thing. Um i've been going through something where I'm waiting for something in the mail. It is taking a very long time. No, it isn't money or anything. It's just something that um I need and i it should have it seems like it should have come by now, but it hasn't yet and so I'm having to tell myself, well, be patient, and you know if it doesn't come I'm going to have to you know I've already called once and I'll have to call again, and I may have to go somewhere to see if I can get. This I don't know, but it's a triggering thing, um, and I realized below the surface was not the fact that I was upset about the mail or inefficiency or, you know, probably so many places are short-staffed right now, and it's probably late, and, um, you know, just all these little things, none of those things had to do with it. It had to do with my relationship, I realized with authority, that here's a situation where, you know, I've paid for something, and it should have come. And I don't know why I'm being so evasive. It's just a, you know, your your car registration, it hasn't come a little tag that comes. And, you know, it's been taking a really long time. And in the past, I would go to the office. But this time, I thought, well, I'll do it online. And it's Still, you know, here I trusted doing it online, and it's just taking forever. And so it's a minor thing, and yet it's something that you have to take care of. And it's like, well, you've done the right thing. I mean, you paid for it. You got the receipt and so forth. But down below all of that, I realized only in the last few days that it had to do with my relationship with authority and also that relationship of where even when you feel like you're doing the right thing, it's not good enough. And there are certainly views of God, for example, which are very judgmental. And no matter what you do, it isn't good enough or, you know, the whole earth is blamed for everything. And, you know, there's just a lot of that. And we've all had situations in our lives where, um, and probably we ourselves have been imperfect in this way. I always want to raise, I never want to be um, accusatory about something without saying that we all know that we've had experiences where, um, you know, maybe we found something or someone to blame, you know, and it wasn't justified. And a lot of that, or if we felt, Like, you know, we were undeserving of some kind of behavior. This notion of feeling um, like you might be subject to some arbitrary thing is a much deeper lesson. So in this moment, um, without once again sounding trite, this is the problem with gratitude episodes And I don't know that I've done very many, but there are so many things. I mean, we've all shared them on Facebook. You know, there are all kinds of sayings and different things. And some have written very deeply about gratitude. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how, you know, we bandy about this stuff and we tell ourselves, oh, you know, there's something to be thankful for here. You see that deeper lesson. And. It's not exactly trite because it's true. I do see that deeper lesson. And so now I know that I can work with this. And yes, I do work in writing. Maybe that is my gratitude journal, really. It's not specific. I've never been one to write short things. I write deep things. For you know, It doesn't mean that I need to share them to the world or anything. But I have chosen and I was led to do deeper work with things in writing. And even in the Oprah days when I used to write on discussion forums, that's what a lot of us did. We just didn't didn't totally understand that we were working with ourselves as much as one another. I had another situation um, before this program. And actually, this was causing me more pain than just a silly tag that I have to put up, you know, being missing and waiting for it. Um, This had to do with a friendship. Now, we can all think of situations um, in relationships or whatever, and I know many of you just came from Thanksgiving or maybe you're traveling right now. Maybe you tuned into this on some app. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio as always. At least it was a minute ago. See, there's a something to be thankful for, which I usually do because this was on the front page. Our show here today, yes, the Gratitude Show, it's right there on the front page of Blog Talk Radio right now. So Some of you may be sitting in a car and you were just kind of browsing around and there it was and you thought "Oh, yeah, I'll turn this on. What is this anyway? Who is this person? (laughs) It's not who, it's who at a deeper level. It's not about the name. It's about are we sharing from the heart as best that we can. And, yes, I had something happen where I had um, a year ago communicated with an old friend. And um, no response, no response. And it was one of those situations where you see that something was red. You know, some of that can really cause us some grief. When you can see red on a message um, on various tools, and there's no response. So then, after some months, this was, um, you know, over the past year this occurred. During the summer, I thought, well, I'm going to send this person a note. And, of course, I sent it in the same way. And this time, the indicator that came back was more received than red. Well, That kind of got me going, because I just asked, how are you doing? These were really quite innocuous messages, and just with someone I've known for years. And we live far away from one another, and we communicate sporadically over the years. And so when there was no response to that, then you start to wonder, you know, is something wrong? You know, is that person experiencing a difficult is there something that happened? Did I mean I go so far, you know, um because um this person um happens to be in the scientific community and you know, I do talk about materialism on this show and I thought, gosh, you know, what if what if um that offended this person or something and then I then I thought, but well, wait a second, this person used to be, you know, pretty Open-minded, I mean, at least to talking, I mean, certainly never judged me on my spiritual path. And, you know, years ago when I was in a, at an expo, even advised me on things to wear. And th- I mean, you know, just an old, old friend, you know, or doing old um, things that we knew, someone I knew many years ago in school. So... As time went on, you know, time just went on. It's not someone I talk to all the time, but it was kind of nagging at me. And it came around again recently where I wrote to the person again. Um, No response. No response. And, um, And so then I started to wonder. And you know what happens is you tell yourself a story and you think, gosh, What if there's some story that this person is telling themselves, you know, I mean, you just go all over the map as to making assumptions and you just don't know what's going on. Although finally I just asked, you know, are you getting these messages? That was smart. Well, no response to that. So then I found a different way to get in touch with the person. But even that was awkward because it's like, gosh, okay, um, is there? anything that could be at the heart of this? You know, is there something going on that's dysfunctional? And so I even said, you know, um, whatever, if there is something, it has to be based on incomplete information, because there's just nothing that could really divide us that I could think of. And So it was a gracious message, but also an accepting message because I just didn't know where this person was at. And if it wasn't a good place, well, I had to write in such a way as to be accepting of that, even while wondering if it was some kind of technical issue. Well, guess what? I get the message this morning via a different medium that was working, and sure enough, it was a technical issue not only had this person not seen my messages as over as as she put it over quite a period of time which was true but other messages too and so in a way yes i i prefer, performed a service so that you know a, you know this wasn't a medium that apparently was used a lot and it's one that maybe i use more And that was part of it, too. And so now it's better than ever, really, or I don't know about that ever, but we're really kind of restored to one another. Because now we are sharing about, you know, how this is going and that, you know. And, you know, we're back to really a really good space and where we always intended to be as essentially lifelong friends. And all of us have some lifelong friends. Some we lose touch with, yes, but there are ways that you know, even if there's been time that's passed, you reconnect, and you know, you're then you're asking about family because we knew each other's family, and you know, different things going on, and and you know, now we're in the midst of an ongoing interchange that is really making me very happy today, even when it was causing me some um, unhappiness yesterday because I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And so it turned out that the most obvious explanation, here we go with that again, Occam's razor sometimes is true, (laughs) that there was a technical glitch was actually the truth. And the funny thing is it led me to reconnect with someone else that I used to know, not quite as long, but I realized um, I needed to reconnect with this person, and um, this person actually didn't have my current address, and I thought, well, I probably should send it because it's one of these people who always sends out nice holiday updates, and and um, it was forwarded to me, and I got it, but... Um, I thought it's not gonna forward forever. And so, um, yes, I reconnected with someone else and we're having another type of interesting conversation now. So so what what does this all mean? These are everyday things that happen to all of us. And I had another really great connection with um, you know, yet in yet another situation where we hadn't agreed on everything, you know, I hey, talk about that in the past couple years, how, you know, everybody's on a different page with some stuff, and we all have situations in our life, no matter what your page is, where there's someone where you're not in total agreement. We're never going to be in total agreement with everybody, by the way, if we're our authentic self. And that too, that too had already been gradually healing. And You know, we have to unconditional love, remember. Let's come back to our theme. And in this case, it's really very natural. Um, But you have to allow people the space to be their authentic selves. And that means that a lot of times we may not understand where they're coming from completely because their life has not been the same as ours. There are different influences, and we all change through life. When I was younger, I was a lot different than I am now. So truthfully, in terms of my Thanksgiving, I have a ton to be thankful for because it has been a beautiful Thanksgiving of reconnection, and in every case, these were people who are not here with me. I did not sit at the table with any one of them, um, and in fact had a very simple Thanksgiving, although I did get to spend some time with family as well. It was just kind of scattered over a week, and I'm sure some of you experienced that too, where it's not all in one day. So um, truthfully, it was a happy Thanksgiving for me. But back to unconditional love. It is the source of everything. Unconditional love says, I accept who you are and that you're different than me. I accept who you are. And sure. I may have been a little insecure about how I talk about materialism because that's something I really deeply care about. And to be honest, when I was younger, although I've always had a bit of a spiritual tilt, I mean, not as much. I mean, eventually I went full into it, but only through quite a dramatic awakening, which involved a—it did involve trauma, but um, it also had many gifts. We, it's about acceptance. Gratitude is about accepting who we are at every point in our lives. Imperfectly, yes, because that is unconditional love. If you are listening live on an app somewhere out on the road, Those of you who stumbled across this show, perhaps for the first time or wherever you are worldwide, the live show is ending (laughs) shortly. I always keep it relatively short. I'll continue on for a little bit today, not too long, Um, but um, FrontierBeyondFear.com, which is a little bit behind and I'll be updating soon, is the the home website for this show. So thank you for being here, those of you listening live. For those of you who are listening in the podcast, yes, I will be continuing. And, of course, live listeners, all you have to do is come back to the podcast in a bit, and it gets archived very rapidly as soon as the show ends, and you can hear the rest of the story here. Um, not to imitate a very famous um, radio thing that used to be called the rest of the story, but the rest of the show will be in the archive soon. I wanted to talk about another experience I had. I've watched a couple movies this week. Many of you know that I like old movies, um I do watch a variety of films. I don't just watch old movies. I don't only watch one type of thing nor do I only read one type of thing. But um I've been I enjoy old movies. It's something that my mother um taught me when I was really young and when I watch an old movie I often think of her even though she's still here <laughs> in the world thankfully but I think of those times when I was younger and I'd be sitting on the couch and she'd be sitting in the chair next to me. And in those days, um, we'd probably get out a VHS tape. It was something she might have taped that was on or maybe she had it. um, This wasn't even really the DVD era yet. Um, It was a big deal in our house to tape programs. Now we use DVRs, but in those days, That's what you had, and actually before that we had nothing. It was just if a show was going on, maybe you'd catch it when it was on. Um, That was it. That's all we had. And she, of course, had seen many of these movies from the 30s and the 40s, from the 40s especially, um, live in the theater, you know, in those days. And in those days, you know, I think we lose sight of how the movie watching experience has changed. I know everybody streams now. I really don't stream to devices and things. I'm really quite technologically simple in my usage for the modern world, and I choose to be that way, truthfully. But there was a time, certainly those of you who did not live through this era, imagine a time where you could not watch something again until you got back to the theater. If you wanted to see a movie again, and it was something that was in the theater, you had to come back, you know, wait in line. Like when Star Wars came out, several of us, I mean, we watched it several times, all those movies, and it was a big ordeal, but we didn't care. We stood in the long line. It was a part of the experience and the sequels in those days. And I'm talking about the 77 version, Um And I can remember other movie experiences as a child in the theater where, you know, if I went to go see Cinderella, I mean, what we would have is the record album. So you would play the songs, and I would even do that with soundtracks for years. So I'd play the soundtrack from Star Wars, and that did appear, um, well, some of the sequels you started to be able to, to tape some things. Like I remember... I think it was when um, Return of the Jedi came out, I taped like a morning show. Um, We didn't have tapes, I don't think quite as early as 77. It was starting to appear, but it wasn't, I'm not so sure we had it quite yet. But so at least I could watch a couple of scenes over and over, because I loved, I, I really loved and was attracted to the magical elements of that story. And um, also the science fiction, too. I liked them both because that was my interest. I was a voracious reader of science fiction and fantasy in my youth and all the way into college. So big for me. And I think that that was one of the ways spirituality came through. It wasn't that I was not spiritual in my youth. I did have some. I definitely had that element, but it didn't come through as profoundly until much later in life. But anyway, back to the the movie um, that I was watching. But before I want to say that, I just want to say, think of what it was like in that era where you just didn't get that opportunity of again and again and again. I mean, maybe, I mean, sure, we could play record albums again and again. And yeah, you know, farther back, Just imagine what the era was before that, years and years before that, where we didn't have these electronic things. I mean, if you wanted to hear a song again, maybe you sang it again and again, and that was it. Or, of course, there were instruments, and it could be played again and again. But we've somewhat gotten used to more gratification in that way. Like if I want to, I mean, I really don't watch a lot of movies like, not in quick succession, but there are certain films I do watch over, and this one I'd certainly seen. It'd been some time, maybe a couple years since I'd viewed it, Um, and it it was called How Green um, Was My Valley, and it was based on a book, which I've never read, and the movie is just based on part of the book, as I understand, about the childhood of this boy who lived in a coal mining town in Wales, And it has environmental aspects to it because that valley was destroyed. Um, It was just covered with black tar, you know, just, I mean, it was just this, you know, pit by the time this boy was older. And the whole notion was he was remembering when he was a child because the story starts where he's, you know, in his 50s or maybe 60 or close and is actually leaving the town. And you don't actually see him doing this. It's a narrative. And he's going back to his childhood, how beautiful the valley was. And yet he tells the story of his coal mining family and just how difficult it was and, you know, the, the accidents that occurred and how their wages were just arbitrarily cut and people were come You know, it was um, there wasn't enough work. For everybody, and I may have um, talked about on a different show where I don't know, a few months ago I watched *The Grapes of Wrath* on different movie. Um, definitely a book that I have read, though not super recently, um, and in fact not recently at all, to be honest. But I did read it. And I was struck by elements in that story because um, apparently John Steinbeck wanted the movie. He was involved in the production, and he wanted it to be close to the book. He wasn't going to let it deviate too much. And there is a lot in there. And yes, right now, we are going through uncertain times. And I'm sure many of you, no matter where you are in the world, and maybe for you, you've had a lot of hardship. Um, ongoing. And, you know, as there's more hardship in parts of the world where maybe there wasn't as much, that actually can have even a harsher um, effect on parts of the world where they had very little to begin with. Because some of what they had, they relied on the, the part of the world where things were going, at least for some people, better. I mean, we've always had hardship here in the U.S. It's a myth to suggest that everybody has lived some, you know, idyllic existence here. That is not true, but it is also true. We've had much to be thankful for here in terms of being insulated. Um, This particular era in which I've been fortunate to live after World War II, although we did have to experience some other things. I mean, I was really young when Vietnam was going on, but in the Cold War, I've talked about that many times, and here we are again, with those sorts of threats which I've talked about as well but in many ways um certainly when I was younger especially um you know we felt more insulated and many of you probably still do even if you're looking at you know it's like well what's going to happen here you know also there's all these things they're talking about like this potential rail strike how will that affect supplies and You know, at the same time on the other side of that coin, apparently, you know, there just aren't enough workers and the people who are working are working just huge shifts. They don't get enough breaks and we're falling out of balance. That doesn't mean we've ever been in perfect balance because we haven't, but whatever balance might have existed has really gotten disrupted in our world and in our society here and we don't know. What's going to happen? We're on a soul journey together. I joke to myself because I've been through some difficulty. Um, and so I've gotten used to living with less and things like that. And I've really gotten into this notion of simplicity, but it wasn't for me just some, um, you know, oh, it wasn't a lifestyle choice, you know, to to go to my um, you know, country house or something. It was by necessity, but it was also there was a kind of lifestyle choice in the way that I've been working with a rather intricate soul journey and yes, my past trauma, that's a part of it too, and also my spiritual path. And So it's had its challenges, it's had its sacrifices, it's had its choices, which, you know, maybe that choice wasn't great, well, or that one was better, or whatever. We all have lives like that in one way or another. You are always going to have choices in your life that were in certain circumstances that are no longer the same, where you wished, like maybe you had more information, or you wished that you hadn't been going through so much, or whatever. You can find ways to unconditionally love yourself and everyone around you in that time. Like, oh, you know, that wasn't good, but look what they were going through. Or look what information they had. And you can find a basis of love. And what you can also find, which I find I've been enjoying doing lately, is, and this is somewhat relevant to the movie I watch, which is a pretty serious story too. We'll talk about a little bit more about it in a minute. But you can remember times in the past. This is not trite. This is a good thing. You can, you know, we so often play scenes in our head that are worries, you know, something we're worrying about, and it's not even true. For example, like, I didn't understand why I hadn't heard from this friend, and I was trying not to create a story that, oh, but it's really hard not to. And so you go back and forth between some fear, some, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe this was misunderstood or whatever, We play stories in our heads all the time. It does have to do with fear. Play a good story. Say you had a difficulty with someone in your life. You don't have to say, oh, everything was perfect with that person and just, you know, that's it. No, you unconditionally love them. And you remember the good things. If there were no good things, I mean, there can be situations like that where something is really horrible. Well, then you think about, okay, that was really bad, but who am I now? How am I growing? Do I need more assistance with that situation? Looking back in the past, it's amazing because I've done this. I have been so blessed to have the opportunity To be able to do that kind of work in writing where you work through things that were emotionally or in some other, um, you know, traumatic way um, difficult. And over time, you do heal. You really do. It's helpful. And there are different ways that we can find assistance when we need it. And I do always encourage that and also to find it in a way that works for you. Don't, you know, there are different things out there available. But I do think going more deeply, there is evidence, studies, even from the long past, that doing the deeper work actually is and a very effective path. Even if it takes a little longer, it provides a deeper, more long-lasting healing, and it's not just a Band-Aid. Sometimes, you know, in life we need Band-Aids when we're wounded or whatever. Um, There are varying um, ways of thinking about that. Um, You have to evaluate truth about anything that you pursue. True about this. Really look and research. I always encourage that and then ask for appropriate advice. But this isn't really about that. We can work with these things that are difficult in our current lives and in the past. We will do it imperfectly, but that is actually unconditionally perfect. We can think about things in the past. I like to think about scenes in life that were good things, even when something, well, you know, that didn't go well, ultimately. You can still be thankful for the good. Yes, you can look for healing. There are ways to do that, but there are always going to be situations. Maybe the person is long gone from the earth, or it's a situation where you're just never going to be able to heal some divide. Well, then, you just move on if you need to, and you can still be thankful for the good things. Let's see. What else was I going to say about this movie, How Green Was My Valley? Um, There's a part of that movie that's about gossip, by the way. And the reason I mention that is that we can, once again, when we create these darker stories or propagate them, believe me, I've been involved in gossip That that was one of my faults at one point. I would tend to sometimes I tended to be more negative, and I just ask myself, "Well, why?" You know, in my life, I'm not immune from it at all. I am not a perfect person, but I do feel I've seen growth. This was especially, you know, when I was younger. Sometimes, you know, you just get involved with, oh, you know, the latest, whatever. So it does show the harm. That that can cause. And we are doing a lot of projecting in our society right now where we can really um, take things to a very unrealistic proportion. This notion of demonizing and making a divide even more vast with no attempt, no attempt to try to understand, to look for truth, to look for unconditional love, and to work with the divide instead of just making it worse. And I hope that this show does that because I aim to talk to people of varying points of view. And my point of view it's not just cut and dry and I bet that's true for many of you. It's not obvious for those of you listen I know some of you listen in other parts of the world, so if I use some kind of phrase like that, I don't even know where that that phrase originated, it may not make any sense to you. Um, but I mean it's just not obvious. I mean, I look for truth. I think that's a really important way to come to an understanding. Sometimes it's difficult to find. I also look for ways that clearly truth is being, you know, misunderstood. And, you know, but the interesting thing about trying to find the bridge, whatever it might be, because I've often talked about bridges in my life, is you all learn something. You can always learn something in an unexpected way. Anything that we do that increases understanding is helpful. Yes, there are things out there that will feel, you know, really, um, you know, not something that you can agree with or certainly not something that feels loving. Um, Of course, there are things like that. But unconditional love leads us to the bridge, leads us to more healing. It also leads us to more authenticity. And we become grateful that we're not all the same. But we can also find this love and thankfulness. Let's bring it back to gratitude for one another. So what that we're not all the same? We have different life experiences. By dealing with one another compassionately, you know, endeavor. To understand. When we're thankful. We find that space. And let's remember. Unconditional love. For those of us on this show. Listening today. Who have had a spiritual experience. And know that that is a very real part. Of your life. Or if you're just awakening to that. This has a spiritual element. We believe, many of us, that the divine itself is unconditional love. So when we use that consciously as the source to be grateful and to also understand, okay, things are this way now because we are all on a journey together. We are on a learning journey journey together and I truly believe our journey is to learn about love and I don't always agree with why we're doing this because this is a harsh world at times let's not mince words there it is and but I'm not going to blame I'm not going to make it so simple as to Literally demonize something without getting deeper as to why. Why does this exist in the world? And I don't understand. That's the big question always. The big question is why do I call it the big question. It's the big question of existence is when you believe and know that there is this unconditional love... It's very easy to question, why do these dark things happen? What in the heck is wrong with us? What is going on here? That's the big question. I don't shy away from the big question. I think it's a difficult question. But I find trust in Source, in the Divine, that there has to be a purpose. I don't necessarily, I might even disagree. I don't believe in some disempowering thing where I get to disagree. Maybe I disagree, but maybe I also don't understand. But hey, you know, there are some things I would like to have an explanation for someday. Even so, through all that, through my big question, which many of us have, I find a deeper trust. It is not a perfect trust. I still question sometimes, but it gets more, more perfect. I mean, that doesn't mean it's even totally close to perfect, but I learn there has, I just trust there has to be a reason because I've seen just how loving, I've felt just how loving Source is. And yes, it was through a deeper, experience. And now, perhaps, that's more gentle. These are deeper things. We can live deeper lives. We can reflect upon the deep questions. Yes, we'll be triggered. We can take it deeper. What's really going on with this? Why am I upset here? What can I do? I'm so happy I reached out to that friend because, yeah, it was just a technical glitch, and then you sort of feel bad because it's like, gosh, why was I thinking these bad things, or why wasn't I thinking bad things? But it was always on me, you know, like something I had done, or some something um, some misunderstanding, and you know you feel hurt, you know there was I was it was totally unnecessary, all due to a technical glitch. But even when we have very real things. To heal, we can work on that over time because I do have another situation like that and it has worked. We can work with ourselves over time most of all because unconditional love has to do with accepting who you are in the moment, imperfections and all, and being thankful for what gifts come from that moment or what gifts may come. From that moment, I wish I could tell you that it's worked for me to believe with all my heart and be thankful for this situation and make it real. In truth, I have been in that situation. There have been things I have believed in completely. I mean, I just and so I was so surprised. I was so sure that something, you know, was going to work out, whether I was where I was living or certain different things with relationships, all kinds. I was. so I have had at least a few that I can think of where I just you know I was I believed that this would would work well. Guess what? It didn't. You know, in one case I had to move, or you know, hey, that that didn't go the way that I expected at all. You know, and then you have to take it deeper and say. What came from that? Or if you're in the midst of it, what will come from this? Surely something to be thankful for will come. It may be a difficult lesson. Then it's a part of my soul journey. And I'll talk about it on the other side at some point. You know, you think about that too. How will you think about your life when you reach the other side and you're with other people after we're off the earth, then we can all kind of see the other side of things too, the other side of, of our actual lives, things that people couldn't see. A lot of people don't even know that I went through something very traumatic. That will lead to tremendous love and understanding. I did have a poem that I opened to, and I can't help but read a little bit of it, and I opened right to it. The, this is not one a page I've opened to before, but it is Ralph Waldo Emerson, and we'll close out the show right after I read this, because I just can't not read at least part of it. I won't read the whole poem. Ralph Waldo Emerson lived from 1803 to 1882. A favorite on this show, but it's just because I have a particular book that I, I have certain books I tend to go through, go to that are and I tend to go to the past because these things aren't under copyright anymore and it's better for for putting in a show Um, but anyway I open this book to give all to love this is just part of it let's think about thankfulness too interchangeably with love give all to love obey thy heart friends Kindred, days, estate, good fame, plans, credit, and the muse. Nothing refuse. Tis a brave master. Let it have scope. Follow it utterly. Hope beyond hope. High and more high. It dives into noon with wing unspent, untold intent. But it is a God knows its own path and the outlets of the sky. It was never for the mean. It requireth courage stout, souls above doubt, valor unbending. It will reward. They shall return more than they were and ever ascending. Leave all for love. We'll leave it just at that part of the poem. He's talking about... um, Well, you can look at this um, later. It talks about specific types of love, like in relationships and things. But we can think about this, about divine love and following our heart. Some of this poem may be somewhat inconsistent with that, because like I said, I just opened to this right before the show today. I did not open specifically to something about thankfulness, but I did open to something specifically about love and following your heart. Sometimes when you follow your heart, it may not go where you think it's supposed to go. It's like, well, heck, I followed my heart. Why am I having this difficulty? Why am I being disappointed? What's going on? Keep following. You may have to, maybe that situation isn't going to work the way you thought. Keep following your heart because there are deeper nuances to where it's leading you. You cannot see the entire road ahead. You know, we put our eyes on a certain destination, or maybe we think we're staying in a certain place, and we can't even see what's around the next curve. There is a higher vision. There is a higher path for our life. There is a reason for our soul journey. Yes, we have choices that we make. We make them imperfectly. Some we make per- in incredibly good ways. Sometimes we don't. Every choice just keeps leading us down the path. Are we learning something? I hope so. We're at the hour now. So I'm going to close out the show. I should be here next week. That's my plan anyway. And it should be pretty consistent, at least for a few weeks. I know I have one conflict in a, I don't know, let's see. So I should be here the next couple weeks. Then the week after that, I probably went, and then the week after that is Christmas Eve. So I may actually do, I have been known to do a Christmas Eve show on occasion, but we'll just have to see. Um, sometimes I do it Christmas Eve night, especially for people who are, Alone, I used to do that quite consistently. I can't say for sure what I'll do this year, but just, you know, if there's not a live show, I know and I am thankful that you are looking at the archive. That really touches my heart, those of you who are doing that and discovering, you know, hopefully these things lead you to reflect. I am just a regular person. Yes, I've had some journey here and some rather unusual experiences for sure but certainly in life my life is not by you know human standards quote perfect not by any means i mean is any life but i'm just talking from my heart here doing my best in the moment i sometimes think i can do better in the moment you know don miguel ruiz talks about doing your best and it's always about the moment, and we can work towards that when we're conscious of it, I'm following my heart by speaking in this way to you. And I hope it is a heart-to-heart communication. So thank you again, FrontierBeyondFear.com, which hopefully this week and maybe even this weekend I'll update a little bit, is where I talk about this show you can always go to the Facebook page. By the way, the Facebook page—I share um, little inspirational images and different things. I hope to be blogging again soon, and I'll share the blogs there. Um, you can find the link on frontierbeyondfear.com, and then also the Twitter page, which I haven't used as much in recent times, um, but I always post the show there, and you know, um, and I—I I have an Instagram account. I haven't used that as much as I probably should either. So anyway, um, Facebook is a good place to start, certainly. I would welcome you there. Um, And you can follow the show um, on Blog Talk Radio. I think it might give you an email that tells you ahead of time. Um, It used to do that. um, But however you choose, I welcome you here. So once again, thanks, everybody. See you next time.